We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He was entertained because he gets all the criticism for not looking the part, not being athletic enough. And he just goes out there and, and basically outperforms everyone. Doesn't matter. He played 63 minutes. How's this guy who's not that athletic going to be able to respond to that. He's incredible. He's someone, by the way, he's someone that people might think that him as the best player can't win because you can play him off the floor. Now, you know, the, he's playing against Damon McCollum, and they haven't been able to play him off the floor. He's that good as a big man. Yeah, you would think guards who can just put him in the pick and roll would be the recipe to get rid of him, but it hasn't happened. I always think it's interesting when you have these kind of – Honestly, this applied to Steph five years ago. You can't win with a six foot two guard who shoots three pointers as your best player. You know, you can't win that way. You need an inside player until you be, build the right team around him. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of fascinated because he's just such a different player. He's also incredibly fun to watch. I don't know when this turned into a Nikola Jokic segment, <laughs> but he is one of the most fun players to watch in the league. The passing, the post scoring, and again, he doesn't even want to shoot. Right, his he's like he's like Steve he Nash. To, he has to be coaxed into it. Like he should be averaging thirty a game because he's capable. But it's a lot more. He'd rather get like fifteen to eighteen and get fifteen assists. Yeah, I mean that's that's the Steve Nash of centers. Right? He could drop thirty if he wants. How many is he averaging against Portland? He's probably averaging in the mid twenties at least. And he's got twenty five on the playoffs. Um, haven't looked at it series Oof. by series yet. No, he's 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 been great. Um, and one of the reasons why I do think the Warriors are going to end up playing the Nuggets in the next round. Should we do a Western Conference Finals preview, Sam? Uh, no. no, but they're 2-2. Two, two. No. I think it looks like they're going 7. I'm with you. Honestly, um, if Houston wins tomorrow, I think all four series are going to go 7. But that's a big if. That, that's, that's great for the NBA. Because right, right now we have Toronto and Philly and Denver and Portland, both 2-2. Two, two. I think you'd agree with me. It's hard to see either of those series just turning yeah. directly one way. They, yeah. they both look like they're going to go seven, unless some, you know, unless Siakam just truly can't play for Toronto or something crazy like that, right? Yeah, they're both. They both look like they're going seven, at least six. Um, oh, well, it has to be six, but uh, seven. And then the Boston series, Boston will get Marcus Smart back. Or they should get Marcus Smart back. He's and- questionable, but yeah. Um, and questionable in the playoffs means, you know, probable. Uh, I think Pascal Siakam was doubtful today, and he played. Uh, but that's a series where you can see going 7-2. I think Boston's just as good as Milwaukee. I think it just kind of depends on how Milwaukee's going to shoot on a game-to-game basis. Um, so if you get those three going 7, and then the the Warriors, I think, is... Or we had Michael Urban on just a few minutes ago. He, he thinks that the Warriors are going to finish this off in 5. I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, what do you think? I mean, they should. If they come out with a sense of urgency tomorrow, they should be up 3-1. But that's been the story of this team all year, hasn't it, Andy? Uh, we, we expect a little more urgency from them, and you never know what you're going to get. If they come out like they came out in Game 1 and Game 2, I feel pretty good that they'll be up 3-1 when we all go to sleep Monday night. 
Uh, but I don't know. They could come out just as flat as they did in Game 3. I don't know. I, did they come out flat? I don't Sorry, know if they, they came out. They didn't come out flat. I mean, they, they got flat in the middle. <laughs> they got, got flattened, too. Um, I I think that... I think that the Warriors this series understands that they can't come out like that. I think even last postseason, uh, last Western Conference Finals, they came out flat in Game 6 and Game 7. They were down double digits in both games. I don't really see that happening this year. Um, I think that this is a team that's way more locked in. Uh, I think that they understand where the offense goes through, and it's Kevin Durant, and they're good at it now. They're good at it, and I think that once Steph gets back into rhythm, which... Someone as great as Steph Curry, he will get back into rhythm. Like there is no way you can hold him down for that long, uh, unless that broken, you know, unless that dislocated finger was on a shooting hand, but it's not. Um, and so I think that's it's that game. That game is coming, whether it be Game Four or Game Five at home, maybe both. Uh, but I think that the Warriors are just in a way better place than they were last season. If you want to call into Warriors World Radio eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Or Texas on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. Uh, we got Dave Dufour from The Athletic joining us in about five minutes. Sorry, that was a, I had to, had to do a little sneezing. <laughs> Somebody said you called him Damien McCollum. Um, no, Dame and McCollum is what I said. Yeah, Andy, you're just kind of slurring your words. <laughs> um, we got a few minutes here before we, like you said, before Dave Dufour comes on. Um, all right, where do we want to go with this, Sam? I wanted to discuss this uh, Draymond Green quote on KD. He's saying, with regards to KD's play, the thing I've enjoyed is he's leading. He's really leading our team. That's great for a guy who gets no credit for his leadership, who everyone says, who everyone says can't lead. He's communicating. He's leading the charge on offense. He's been amazing on defense. The things that he's doing is special for us, and we've got to take advantage of that and make sure it ends in wins. Draymond is still the best recruiter in the league. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Just wait until the end of the season to make his best pitches. <laughs> he's 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 Draymond, one of the smartest guys in the league for sure. And I think this. I mean, I get it. Katie's been great. He's been great on offense. He's been great on defense. Leading wise, I mean. I, I'm not so easy, sure about easy. that. Yeah, easy. Uh, um, so I, I think this is one of those things where Draymond, he's coming out and he's saying, hey, he knows that he wants Kevin Durant back. Everybody wants Kevin Durant back. And I, th- I think he's also doing the thing where he's trying to empower him to continue to lead. KD, more than anyone on the Warriors, um, gets frustrated when other players aren't playing up to his level. And I think this is Draymond just trying to keep him engaged. You remember last Western Conference Finals when KD got into doing just consistent isolation because of the way Houston was playing Steph and Clay and everyone else, and it almost felt like he was on an island? I think this is Draymond just kind of keeping him in the fold, making sure he doesn't isolate himself onto an island because he has been amazing all playoffs. And he, he is prone to sometimes disassociate and kind of playing by himself because he's that good. Yeah, uh, I could see that. It's a great point. You know what I think is, too, uh, I think Draymond could say some of that about Steph Curry. He had a few Steph Curry quotes where he's saying he's not worried about him. He's going to come out. He's going to be aggressive. And I think some of the same stuff with Kevin Durant, you know, seeps to Steph is, too. They're both guys that they don't say much. Um, They can kind of zone out a little bit from time to time. And, you know, a lot of times when they run these locker room meetings, you know, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, those are the guys that lead. 
right? Those are the vets. Those are the guys that run the locker room. So um, anyway, we got Dave DeFore from The Athletic coming back on the other side on Warriors, Warriors World Radio, 95.7 The Game. But Steph Curry can just weasel his way out of the game. He's scoring 17 points, going 7 for 23. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Carl, I can't believe you, you, you cut that up and threw that in here. Was that Carl or was that Jeff? Okay. Upon Andy's request, man. Hello, Porter. Slanderous. I tr- play this guessing game. I just try to guess the DJ every time. <laughs> You're listening to Warriors World Radio? Uh, if you want to join us, call in 888-957-9570 or text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795, or tweet us at hashtag Warriors World Radio. Porter's going to be in Oakland. Porter Robbins is going to be in Oakland in a couple weeks, Sam, or in a month, running his own festival. Are you excited about that? I'm thrilled. <laughs> We've got Dave DeFore coming on in a couple minutes, athletic. He's going to talk about all things Warriors and all things NBA. A uh, couple great series that's going on right now. Uh, the best series is the Warriors and the Rockets. That should be fun um, to talk about with Dave. A uh, big Steph guy, I believe. Big Steph fan. So it would be good to get his take on it. Um, before, he comes, before he comes on here, um, from the text line, we weren't going to sweep the Rockets. They were going to get one. So let's be happy it was one, blah, blah, blah. It says, we will sweep the Blazers and Nuggets. Lock that up. Warriors fans are confident, huh? Arrogant. I mean, wouldn't you be after the last four years? I think the, I think the players are. I, I think that's what I kind of want to segue into. I think the players are much more confident, much more um, together this season than they were last season. I think that's a huge difference. The Warriors are very good at not letting these things uh, leak out of the locker room. I don't think you heard much about this last season, but there was a lot of th- a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes where it was tough for the guys to play with each other. I think it was tough for Clay, Draymond, Kevin Durant, those those guys, and KD was kind of checked out game six and game seven for at least the first quarter or so. And we're not seeing that this season at all. We're seeing a locked in team. You know, Steph is not shooting checked well out. No, too much. You didn't like radio, radio Andy. You didn't like that. <laughs> he was checked out. He wasn't good. Wasn't playing defense. They were down by fifteen in each game. All right, all right. <laughs> Hot take artist here. <laughs> uh, do we have Dave on? I think we have Dave on. Yeah, Dave. Dave before from the Athletic. Dave, how's it going? It's going great. I gotta say, I feel like Vince Vaughn from Swingers with John Favreau. Your boys grows up. oh dave love the references we're here to talk warriors okay we're here to talk warriors i know shocking warriors world radio steph curry that's it that's the question you gotta give us thoughts so that i i honestly i only agree to do this so that you guys will tell me why steph was so awful that that missed dunk getting hung on the rim was the capper to the turd sandwich that was his game. I mean, it was awful game. I he, you've seen Space Jam. He looked like yeah. when they lost their powers when it, when the monsters yeah. stole the powers. Like he 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 must have missed six fairly money layups, fairly easy ones that he'll always make. 
Like, it's one thing if he's missing threes, but just kind of missing bunnies. What was that yeah. all about? Well, I think that, I, listen, I don't want to make excuses for the guy, but I do think he went for the dunk because he had blown like four layups that he normally made. I, but it's time for Steph to, to come to some realizations. And one of them is he can't really dunk. Okay, like, he's not an in-game dunker. It's time to retire the dunk attempts. Just just don't do it. It's over. Just, so, just lay it in. It's like Westbrook taking threes. Just like, just admit this isn't your shot. Steph needs to admit he's never going to be able to throw down a nice in-game dunk. I mean, time and place. I compared this missed dunk to him throwing the behind-the-back pass out of bounds in Game 7, right? Like, this is one of the hang-ups that I have about Steph Curry. And I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play. Like, he's in my top ten all time. So, you know, this slander comes from someone who really respects his game. But the guy, like, the reach-in fouls, the the lack of uh, understanding time and score, and, and just, um, you know, like – careless plays and this was just another one like you could make a highlight reel of Steph doing ridiculous stuff in weird moments and, and I mean this would probably be near the top of it well hey hey Dave enough enough Steph slander this is Warriors World Radio tell us how to get tell us if you were Steve Kerr how do we get Steph back in rhythm here because you know they don't need him to be MVP Steph but they need him to be at least above average for them to take the series well, I mean, I think we know the answer. It's the same answer it's been for the last few seasons. Um, can Steph Curry actually touch the basketball? Can Steph Curry run some pick and roll with anybody? I mean, I know that it would it would take an act of Congress to get him to run pick and roll with <laughs> Kevin Durant. But, um, like, let him run pick and roll. Like, go find – get Zaza Pachulia and have him come <laughs> set screens for, for Steph Curry in the pick and roll. Just let the man get the ball in his hands and have a screen. Like, would it kill Steve Kerr to let that happen? It so, might. So, Steve Kerr, it might. Um, yeah, I mean, but some of it has to be on Steph, too. Like, he's letting himself get taken out of the game. And at this point, we know what they're going to run and what they want. I don't think Steve's actively telling him, you know, yeah, go stand in the corner. You know, you're, you're JJ Redick now. I don't think that's what's going on. So he has to have some culpability and responsibility in getting himself going too. And I agree with that completely. And, and if he had just hit those wide open layups that he missed, I'm not saying the contested ones. Right. I'm saying the open ones that he that he missed, we'd be having a different conversation about how his game went. That, I mean, it, that's the difference, but that those missed layups and that missed dunk, that's the lack of concentration that it's very easy to knock Steph for, right? Like, he tends to, in big moments, do that. Now, also, in big moments, he may pull up from 35 feet and drop a three in your eye. Like, this is what makes him so great. And I understand that Steve Kerr's laissez-faire approach to coaching Steph Curry is what encourages his greatness. But there's sometimes where you just got to say, listen, you got to rein it in. We've got Kevin Durant, who's putting up, you know, 45 a night. Um, let's not waste these Kevin Durant games because, you know, you can't pay attention for, for 30 seconds. Right, right. Well, 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 we'll swing it the other way. And you talked about Kevin Durant. So we're debating, me and Sam are debating here a little bit about KD versus Kawhi being best player in the world. Um, so far, ever since he said he's Kevin Durant, you know, he's had the best numbers like we've seen probably ever from Kevin Durant. So, 
you know, is he the best player in the world right now? How much more do the Warriors need from him here to, uh, to, to win the series? I think Kevin Durant is doing his job, which is capitalizing on, on the defense, focusing on, on Steph Curry. But he needs Steph Curry, and he needs Klay Thompson to step up and do their job. Steph clearly in game, in game four didn't do his job. Uh, he, I mean, or game three, sorry. He, he needs to hit the shots that are open for him. And he needs to not make boneheaded plays. And, and we need Clay Thompson, or they need Clay Thompson, to actually hit some shots. Um, but Kevin Durant's the one guy on this team that you can say in every single game has been doing his job. You can't fault him. Absolutely. Um, so Steph was the obvious first thing you notice about why the Warriors lost yesterday. But when you uh, look at the box score a little deeper, actually not even deeper, literally the first yeah. line. <laughs> Steph Curry played 45 minutes. Klay Thompson played 46 minutes. Kevin Durant played 49 minutes, almost 50. Draymond played 45 minutes. Looney was the only bench guy. No, I take that back. Looney and Livingston were the only bench guys to play over 10 minutes, and they both played like 11 and 13 minutes. Part of the reason I think the Rockets won last game was I think the Warriors looked somewhat gassed towards the end of it. Um, oh, that's where you could lead to P.J. Tucker getting every loose ball kind of in the closing, I don't know, kind of mid-fourth quarter on. Yeah, is, it hurt him in overtime. Is sure. that is there anything Steve Kerr can do with this? Because I'm looking at the bench, and I'm not seeing anyone else who's really playable in this series. Yeah, I don't really think you've got anyone. But here's what I'll say. Like, the Warriors, the, the entire game, they were lucky to be in it in the fourth quarter. They, they honestly, it felt like a blowout. Like if, if we're just not watching the score and you're just watching the game and the action as it's happening, it really felt like everything was going the Rockets way and the Warriors didn't really look good. And this is just how great this team is that they were in it with a chance to win. But you know, I think this, this loss should, should go to Steve Kerr. I mean, clearly Steph Curry is on the court playing the game and he was awful, but they had a chance. They had the ball with 39 seconds left and two timeouts. Steve Kerr elected not to take a timeout and advance the ball to half court and draw up a play and go for the two-for-one. Instead, they gave the home team the last shot to win the game at home. Okay, They gave the Rockets, who, you know, James Harden's burned them once or twice on last-minute shots. So they blew the two-for-one opportunity, and that is a 100% a coaching decision. He did not take that timeout, did not set up the quick, the quick bucket, for the two for one for the on the front end, and then didn't you know didn't take a timeout when they got the ball. I think that is inexcusable. You have to give your team a chance to win the game, and and in particular two timeouts. Like, listen, man, you can't take them home. You don't get anything for having timeouts left over. This is what they're there for. I, I just I can't understand why he didn't use them. And I knew going into overtime they were going to lose because they looked they looked dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so what do you think the Warriors need to change in game four? I, you know, to me, I don't think they necessarily has to ch- have to change much from kind of the X's and O's and all of that. I think they just need to play better. I think most of the time in the playoffs, that's really all you can do. Everybody knows what everybody is going to do offensively and defensively, all the counter punches. But what can the Warriors do differently next game uh, to take that 3-1 lead? I mean, look, I don't think they really need to change up much because they, they, there's an argument to be made that they still should have won this game. Um, you know, Steph Curry just doesn't miss those wide-open layups. And, you know, uh, I think that 
The the biggest issue was Steph Curry having a bad game. That's why they lost. If Steph Curry had had an average game, not even a great game, but an average game, they win in in you know regular time. Um, but I, again, as it all comes down to, just put the ball in Steph's hands, set some screens, and let the man cook, and let everyone else have an easier you know job on the night. Like right now. That's just not happening. Clearly, they're doubling Steph like crazy. He's having to run a lot to get open, and Kevin Durant is is capitalizing on it. You need Klay Thompson to get going, too. And I think by putting the ball in Steph's hands, you actually will open some more stuff up for Klay, um, in particular coming off pin downs and things like that. So that's where I would start. Feed Steph Curry. Let him get going. Let him get cooking, because you're going to need him if you want to win the title. And, and, And then hope that you can win that way. You're listening to Warriors World Radio. Uh, Dave DeFore from The Athletic is joining us. Dave, before you get going, I want to kind of take this away from the Warriors-Rockets series since you cover and commentate on the, the league as a whole. Outside of this series, who have you been most impressed by in the playoffs? Can be team or individual players. I mean, I think there's a, there's a few individuals. Teams in general, um, you know, this time of year, things can go kind of funky. I mean, we just saw... With the Sixers in Toronto, the Sixers look like a juggernaut in Game Three, and then Toronto comes and you know punches them back basically. So, um, but I think individually, it's hard to overlook like what Kawhi Leonard's done. This is he has just been incredible. He's had one bad game in the playoffs, and uh, other than that, has just been lights out on both ends. Uh, Nikola Jokic, fantastic. Looks like a guy who who we should all consider a top ten player in the league. Um, doesn't necessarily pass the eye test because he, you know, he's kind of doughy, like a basketball player without <laughs> bones. But you know, he, he's putting up ridiculous numbers and actually, you know, has a good shot at taking his his team to the Western Conference Finals. Um, obviously, Damian Lillard. There's there's maybe like two other players in the league that are more big game players than Damian Lillard. And I think being able to see that in, in the playoffs has been really special. Um, this has been a pretty good playoffs for for a bunch of guys that flew a l- slightly under the radar during the regular season. And it's nice to see them kind of getting some shine, you know, from national media. All right, Dave, before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you one more. I couldn't resist. How do you see the rest Uh-oh. of the series going? <laughs> no, that's all. Just I, Listen, man, you know, the other day I, I actually said that this, this series felt like it was a wrap. I was like, yeah. I think the Warriors are just going to go in and stomp them. And sweet, but like once again with this Warriors team, you just don't know what you're going to get from game to game, and it's not because of lack of consistency on the basketball court, like because of their basketball skill. It's because of their attitude. Can they come out and take it seriously for 48 minutes? That's all I ask for. Because this team has too much talent to do what they do and to loaf in the first half or to loaf in fourth quarters like they've done during the playoffs. Like I mean, the six, the Clippers series shouldn't have gone more than four games. They blew a 31-point lead. This game, they probably should have won game three, but lack of concentration. So can they come out from the jump and just beat the doors off the Rockets? I'd like to see it. But now I feel like it's going to go six, and and the Warriors wind up winning in six. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, good talking to you guys. Herbs and Dave back-to-back. That was great. a lot of energy. That was great. Um. He thinks it's going six, Sam. I and I kind of disagree. I I don't see you know the the lack of energy. Kind of you don't. You, but I think it's different. I don't think they're that same team that they were against think, the Clippers. I kind of think it's five or seven. 
it's either either the Warriors are going to take care of business in Game Four and then close it out in Oracle on Wednesday, or they're going to drop. They're going to they're going to be lackadaisical like they were in for large spurts of Game Three, and then we're two two, and then I think we're going to go seven again. <sighs> That that would be re- that would be a real letdown for how the Warriors started this series if they went seven. Um, I I think they came into the series locked in, playing very well both games back to back defensively, and for it to go to seven after that, uh, that would mean like either they're tired or they're really this is really not their year, and they may still win. But if this goes seven, I th- I think this is. This is kind of a testament to they're just really not that mentally ready for the season. And can you blame them though? Five years in a row. Even, I don't even think it's that. I think it's I think it's the minutes. I mean, they're playing five and a half guys. It's fatigue. Yeah. I think if they can push through, I mean, they need this to be a short series because I don't know that they're going to be able to play the bench much more than this farther into the playoffs. Should they advance? I think they're really it's become a true war of attrition for them. I mean, KD is going to play 40 plus minutes every game from here on out, and I think Draymond, Steph and Clay will too. I don't think they have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, against against Enes Kanter or Nikola Jokic, I think Bogut's going to be able to absorb about 20 minutes a game there. I think think they'll have that, but I think Tim Kawakami was the one that wrote that they've played so many playoff games in the last 4 seasons that it's essentially added up to an extra full season that the Warriors have played more than any other team. If you're playing, essentially, this is their sixth season of games, right, in five years. That's the level of fatigue that nobody talks about because, well, it's the Warriors. Nobody's, nobody cares about fatigue, but if you're playing that many games, and we're talking about high-pressure postseason games, I mean, sooner or later, it's got to wear on you, right? Absolutely. All right, we are back to the phone lines. We've got oh, we've got Patricia at San Carlos. Thanks for waiting. I know she was on for for a minute there. How's it going? I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We got a KD take here. Take it out of context. What you got for us? Yeah, um, I was. Uh, I, I feel that things get taken out of context, and uh, when KD um, said that he is KD, and we know who he is. I don't think he was trying to say he's all that, and that's the way it's being portrayed. Um, I think he was talking uh, that he didn't want to be, when Patrick Beverly was on his tail in round one, he didn't want to be um, defined in relation to Patrick Beverly. And I do think that KD is all that, but I don't think he was saying that about himself. You know, and, you know that's just what I w- wanted to say. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah, I mean, I th- I took it as KD saying, I've been, was he a 10-time All-Star? A former MVP? A Finals MVP? He, you know, Patrick Beverly having one good game against him shouldn't define how we think of him. He's proven everything he needs to prove in regards to the level of basketball player he is. It is just interesting to note that since he said that, he's gone on an all-time <laughs> playoff tear. Um, so... I, I think that's why everyone keeps bringing it up because it's so uncharacteristic to see him have eight shots in a game and look that just kind of disengaged. And then since then, it's been, okay, now we're seeing kind of maximum KD and the player we know we know he is, we know he's capable of being. Yeah, it's like a, he kind of did it to himself where he essentially admitted by the way he's playing that he wasn't playing how he should have. You shouldn't be shooting 10 shots a game when you're this great. 
Um, and uh, it took someone to, I wouldn't say embarrass him, but to kind of show him up. And the Warriors got embarrassed that game, 31-point uh, lead, and, and they blew that game. And since then, it's it's been amazing. But on the flip side, since then, Steph Curry really hasn't played a great game yet. So it, I think it cuts both ways. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really too concerned with it at the end of the Clippers series. Steph Steph had like 25-5 and five in those last two games, and he was efficient. It was just KD was on such a roll. I mean, you're you're going to give him the ball when he's – going 15 for 25, 45, 50 points in a game, right? Yeah, uh, I guess he, I think Steph is trying to figure out how to function this, not a new offense, but an offense where it revolves around KD and not him. And and regardless of how great he is, he does need a little bit of time to figure that out. From the text line, uh, from the 541, five, where's 541? Where's 541? 541 says, give the opponents more credit. Teams have learned to play the Warriors' style. Houston definitely deserves credit. I think Capella specifically showed up in Game 3 away, and he hadn't in the first two games. P.J. Tucker was awesome, uh, particularly in the closing stretches, just getting every loose ball. And we know the Rockets, more than any team, know how to take the Warriors out of rhythm. So we are giving them credit here. 541 is Oregon. We got Dame fans texting in. When he says that, give other teams more credit, he means like Portland. I think that's, <laughs> that's what he was going for. By the way, if you want to join the show, you can call us at 888-957-9570, or you can text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. All right, we got a question here, 707. He's asking us about CP3. He went four for eight yesterday, played four, almost 44 minutes, four for eight yesterday, hit some big shots, four, just 14 points, though. Can I say my favorite, the most CP3 moment of all time was that jump ball with Clay Thompson? Was it three separate jumps they had to do? Because he he jumped early each time, and each time he jumped straight into Clay. It's ridiculous. Like the ultimate, I'm giving up seven inches, and I'm going to try to make a quasi illegal play to get the ball. Just it's the most CP3 thing ever. And then last game when Draymond Green had to dunk at the end of the game. CP3 gets the ball from under him and almost throws like an elbow <laughs> upwards. <sighs> he is uh, he is wound very tight. Well, I mean, he beat the Warriors. He beat Steph Curry, um, you know, about six years ago. And since then, really, Steph has usurped him as the best point guard in the game. But I think it goes even farther with that. I mean, Chris Paul lists himself at six foot. <laughs> uh, it's a generous listing. You know, he's, he's probably wearing some of his... Uh, his larger sneakers, uh, and he is like a 10-time All-Star. So to get to that level when you're at a physical disadvantage, you have to be a so you spent a very competitive guy. You spent 30 seconds there talking about the Napoleon complex. <laughs> you could have just said that. Oh, thank you, Sam. Uh, this is a good one from the 707 again. Oh, it's the same person. Um, since KD is getting propped up as the best player, it's going to convince him to stay. He's the undisputed best player in the team, stacking up rings. I think so. We we talked about this on our our own podcast that we do weekly, Light Years Podcast. You can go ahead and subscribe to that. I don't know if we could do that. Uh, we just did. But we just did. Um, but I, I think it's a real thing. I think if you're Kevin Durant and you're being propped up as the best basketball player by pretty much everyone here, by media both nationally and locally, I think this does uh, – 
make you feel better. And as someone who craves to be, you know, finals MVP, MVP, best player in the world, have the offense revolve around me, blah, blah, blah. Like he wants all that. I think this is something that will help him to make that decision in July. Yeah, and it's also it's hard to not see everything under the backdrop of free agency. I mean, everyone's doing it with every series. Uh, Philly goes up 2-1, and all you hear is about, oh, Kawhi's on his way out the door, might as well book his plane ticket to L.A. Uh, then they win today, and all of a sudden, oh, maybe he'll stay because this is a good Toronto team. It's just kind of the era we're in with yeah. all these high-profile players on shorter-term deals, and, I mean, every team wants to get a player of Kevin Durant's level, of Kawhi Leonard, of Kyrie Irving, you name it. You know, I mean, there's only so many guys who are that good. So there's always going to be that backdrop. Yeah, I mean, it's I call it social media age basketball. I mean, every game is dissected, every single play. In the context of free agency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every like the, what we're doing right now. Yep. Like one or two or three KD games, and we're talking about what he's doing. In December, we were talking about every single regular season game and his body language and how that is going to affect this decision. Maybe it did, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But Or maybe it's just basketball and guys get frustrated over long seasons. I mean, yeah, that, that's what happened with Kevin Durant, at least it seems. So uh, we actually have people still on the phones. 841. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. We got Packer from Hayward. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Packer, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What do you what do what do we want to talk about? Warriors need to close out the uh, Rockets because they think the Rockets Warriors, is weak. Warriors you got? think Houston's weak. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, all right. So they, I mean, they had their little conversations with the Clippers, right? And and towards the end of the series, they started uh, communicating more on defense, closing up, and everything like that. But I mean, they really got a gun for Houston right now, like. After last year and after all the shit they've been talking about over the last, you know, two seasons and how they're better and like that, like, if the Warriors are going to band together for anything, they're going to band together to beat the Rockets who think that they're better than the Warriors. And they're not. So I'll take your stuff off there, guys. Thank you, Backer. Um, yeah, I, I definitely felt that the first two games in the series. The Warriors had that... That extra fire, like they heard people say for a year, you wouldn't have won the series if CP didn't get hurt. And maybe they wouldn't have, but that definitely gave them a little added added hunger, which a team who's been there as many times as they have needs that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, They need it more than everyone, and it's so obvious that they need it too. Like against the Clippers, everybody was saying it was a four-game sweep. Uh, they win the first game and then the second game. Like you can see them literally not care, regardless if it was in the postseason or not. And I think part of it is just just, just so cocky, too. Well, I just think they need to be punched in the mouth, and sometimes <laughs> that comes from being slighted or being perceived to be slighted by what's in the media. And sometimes it comes in the form of the Clippers coming back thirty-one on them to make them quote-unquote, focus more. And getting embarrassed, really, through the media. We just talked about social media age. I mean, every game. What do you think is going to happen with Steph Curry tomorrow? No, Monday morning. What do you think What do you think people are, on, you know, on all these TV shows and these radio networks are going to say about Steph Curry? It's the Damon Bruce Show. Well done. Well done. Damon Bruce, Damon Bruce also has our buddy Nick Wright. 
<laughs> who I'm sure will have a million of, things friend to say. Friend of Warriors World. <laughs> friend of Warriors World. He's going to have a million things to say about Steph Curry. And, and you know, all these players watch TV. All these player, players read tweets. Um, Steph is going to get roasted for a full day. And I think that's the type of motivation he needs. I mean, he's going to be motivated anyway. He played terrible. But that adds to the type of motivation the Warriors need, that he's going to need to play a good game tomorrow night. I will be shocked if Steph doesn't drop at least 25 points tomorrow, maybe 30. Andy, I will be shocked. Andy, are you disappointed Steph hasn't had someone conveniently post a video on Instagram of him taking shots in the dark? <laughs> well, well, Tim Kavi did write an article on The Athletic saying that he was riding his bike you know, way after the game ended. Uh, and he was just in the locker room by himself, full gear. You know what? What they need more specifically to that, they need one of his boys to post a picture of him in a in a in a, a finger cast, as well as a, <laughs> as well as a walking boot, walking out of the locker room with a walking boot for that ankle. No, but here's the other thing about Steph, right? When we talk about toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness, he, he after the game he said, "No, there's no uh, excuse for the way I played. If I'm out there, if I'm on the court, I need to make those shots." Right? There's no reason for me to shoot 7 for 23 and be that bad on the floor. The team needs him. He knows that. Um, and I, I think he understands that you, you can't, you know, not like James Harden. And Clay Thompson said the same thing, too. Um, Steve Kerr in the postgame said he thought he didn't do a great job getting Clay Thompson shots. And Clay basically said, no, it's not on Kerr. I didn't do a good job getting myself open, getting shots myself. So it's kind of that taking accountability. Yeah. I mean, the, they, they when they lost that 3-1 lead and they lost to the Cavs in 2016, uh, they didn't come out and they didn't say, hey, Andre Godonko barely walked. They didn't say that. They didn't say Andrew Bogut was hurt. Didn't say that. They didn't say Draymond Green was suspended. We would have won. They didn't say that, right? The fans did. There are people in the media that may have said that, but they never said that themselves. They just said, hey, we lost. We're going to go recruit Kevin Durant. We're going to get him. And then they're going to whip the Cavs 8-1 to across two finals in the next two seasons. <laughs> And may Kyrie leave and may LeBron leave. Uh, we got Billy Boy in Oakland. Billy, how's it going? Yeah. Philly's going good. I mean, minus the minus the loss today, but you know, Philly in general's Philly in general's doing okay. But you know, <laughs> I live in I'm living in Oakland now, so we're talking about the Dubs. Third person, huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you're calling in to say what it's going to take to close out the Rockets. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, look, I just jumped in my car, and I haven't really had a chance to talk about this since the game last night. And since I've been on hold, it sounds like you guys are talking about it, and probably everyone's talking about it. But, you know, I feel like I'm going to beat a dead horse and say, yeah, it's Steph. Steph missing layups, Steph getting stuffed by the rim, Steph not being able to finish at the hole, that's that's the difference maker that I saw yesterday in the game. You know, obviously, plus the the defense, like the Rockets are hitting their shots late in the game. The Warriors weren't hitting their shots. So, um, you know, as long as there can be more, you know, team cohesion and, and Steph can finish at the basket and um, and be a presence, uh, that's I feel like that's the X factor right now. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. Steph plays better, or they lock in more on defense. They win Game Three. So that's how, that's what's going to have to happen for Game Four. Thank you, Billy. Well, the thing about that is it it is tough. The interesting part about that is it's tough to say Steph is an X factor. It's he should be better. He should not be an X factor. He should be consistently great. Yeah, X factor is what you call Eric Gordon. It's what you call <laughs> Andre Godala making Godala or yeah. you know Looney. Yeah, like Steph Curry 
has to shoot, you know, 10 for 20 from the field or 10 for 15 from the field. That should not be an X factor. That should be what happens every single game. Um, so we got to get through the phone lines here. I don't want to leave anyone on hold. We got Lionel in San Jose. Lionel, how's it going, brother? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good evening. Um, just from what I've seen in the series, honestly, I mean, this this series is, is, is going to be intense, man. I mean, you got two good teams going at it. Um, doing doing what they do now. Steph Curry, he's gonna find his rhythm, man. I mean, that game, he had a bad game, man. Let's 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 take it easy on him, man. We've seen him have bad stretches. We've seen Durant have bad stretches. But on back to my point, man. This this series right here, it's all a game of moments, man. It's all a game of, of a little bit of you know pushing forward with the team and the benches, and there's just so much so much goes into this into the series, man. Now, I personally think that when the Warriors got the home wins, I didn't think it was over for the Rockets, man. The, the Rockets are a different team at home. You know, they, they they take long threes. You've seen that, man. This team will live by the three, die by the three. And if they're hitting the shots, you know, they're going to be pretty competitive. But I think the Warriors just need to keep doing what they're doing, keep playing that good defense that they've been playing, and I'll think they'll, I think they'll get it in the end, guys. Lionel, appreciate the call. Game of moments. A good quote right there. Shout out to the Game of Thrones here. No spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> Jeff is screaming at me from watching the Andy screen. look at his phone and then look away from it because he doesn't want to catch a spoiler has been absolutely underrated <laughs> comedy for the last two hours. Uh, I I can't. Last week's. You know what? We're not going to talk. Nope, we're not going to talk about it at all. Don't need people mad at me. Um, from the seven oh seven, whose tears will be more delicious when the Warriors win? CP3, Harden, Maury, Nick Wright, <laughs> random Twitter eggs, or other? That might be the best uh, the best text that we've gotten in yet. <laughs> um, this goes back to your thing on the social media age of basketball. It, no matter who wins, it is, it is a parade on social media sites. And if you can take it with a grain of salt, it's actually yeah. pretty funny. Watching... Uh, other fan bases who are just so annoyed with the Warriors being good act as if uh, the Rockets won a title last night was I just had to laugh at it. I know you were laughing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they won one game, right? They won (laughs) one game and we've got the entire timeline. People are just so amped up and excited. And, you know, they're they're happy that Steph played bad. They're happy that the Warriors lost. But, you know, here's the thing. I think deep down they understand the Nick Wrights of the world, the Twitter. They understand that the Warriors are probably going to win the series, still favorite to win the championship, and that's tough. It's four and five years. It's fun. You can't take social media too seriously. Sometimes I think that, you know, some of the players understand it. Some of the players don't understand it. It's that you don't you don't need to argue with random people. Don't need to argue with the Andes and Sams of the world. This is what we're paid to do, <laughs> Sam. We're paid to talk sports. You know, he, the last guy, you know, he was he was saying like, uh, you know, he has bad games. No need to take it so hard. Well, it's, it's part of what we do. We got two hours on the show. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> We've got. Uh, I thought Looney could have set some better screens. That's what we should talk about. <laughs> I don't think people are listening to that one, Sam. Uh, we've got. Uh, we've got Kathy. Oh no, she just left. Right when we Kathy call back in. We got uh, about four minutes, I think, left. Kathy, if you want to call back in um, from the seven oh seven, because I want to get to some of these texts before we get yeah. out of here. If Katie commits, the energy around the team will be much improved. With nobody wondering if he has a wandering eye, it could be about basketball again. Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's got to be really awkward dealing with knowing your teammate who's the best player on the team may or may not be there next year. I, I can't imagine going into a work situation where someone you consider vital to your team is kind of in and out. Yeah. I think the Warriors agree with that. I think that's the main reason why Draymond had that argument in the beginning of the season. Like that was literally, I think, what he said to Kevin Durant. And so, I mean, but the other thing is they're all aware that he has the right to make whatever decision he wants. So it's that awkward thing where you want the guy committed so you don't have to think about this stuff, but you also want to respect his own free agency because at some point that could be you as a player. Do you think, what's 707, by the way? 707's North Bay. North Bay. Yeah, must be a listener of the podcast. That's what we talk about all the time. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, by the way, we are programming. No, we are not on next week. Warriors Radio will be back the week after. I think Game Seven. If the Warriors, the Warriors end up losing, you know, the next couple of games and they get this push to seven, Game Seven is going to be next Sunday on Mother's Day. Um, do you think it'll go to seven, Sam? Think there's a shot at that? Like, what is going to have to happen here for it to go to seven? I think they're going to have to win tomorrow. I think it's that simple. If they win tomorrow, I think it is going seven because I think then we're, we got a 2-2 series and, I mean, we're right back at square one, right? You don't you don't think the Warriors can lock in enough to, to win five and six? You think it's going seven? I mean, they can. Sure. Yeah. The, the Warriors can lock in and win any game <laughs> against anyone. But I think if they drop game four, now we're dealing with a situation where yeah. it's more likely to go seven than it's not. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the in the fatigue factor hit. The fatigue factor hits for Chris Paul and James Harden too. By the way, this goes both ways. James Harden, someone who at least Daryl Morey has said multiple times that he gets tired. You know, against the Spurs, against the Warriors, this is what happens to him. And then we've got Chris Paul, who literally he's not even that good anymore. And he last season relative got, how good he was relative, right? He was one of the greatest of all time, but he got hurt last season because of all the minutes that he played. And the Rockets, I mean, they're a little deeper than the Warriors. They have slightly more playable players, but they're not going deep in their bench either. I mean, this is really like a six-versus-six rock fight at this point. <laughs> uh, well, the sixth guy that's coming off the bench for the Warriors is Kevon Looney. Well, Sean Livingston. And right now, you'd probably rather have Austin Rivers than those guys. I think that's a better small lineup. I think the last one of the last texts that said that teams have caught up to the Warriors, well, Houston has a small ball lineup that's really good. P.J. Tucker is really good. He plays that Draymond Green role. Not just as good, but... You know, he's, as close, he's as close as anyone is to getting there. Yeah. There's nobody... And he can definitely league. have his games. I mean, he he had a quintessential Draymond-type performance in you know, the second half of the fourth quarter in overtime yesterday. Yeah. One of those things where if you're an opposing player, you're like, man... Like, the other team, your favorite player should be beating him off the dribble, should be posting him up, should be getting boards. But all of a sudden, you've got P.J. Tucker that's grabbing every rebound. You know, you feel he, like his hand is on every, everyone. every ball, every play, whether he's forcing a tough contest or he's boxing guys out so someone else can get the ball or just getting it himself. And he had five fouls. He played 34 minutes only, right? And so he had that energy. And But it's, I mean, it's on the Warriors, man. I mean, they played a lot of minutes, but hey, I mean, this is this is do or die. You lose this game, we're going at least six or seven, like you said. Um, and from so, what I can tell, he played twelve to fifteen minutes at center. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Andy Lou, Samus Fendiari, Warriors World Radio, ninety-five-seven. The game. We will be back in a few weeks.
Talk to you soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.